Welcome. This is Ram Forward, a weekly podcast about the Los Angeles Rams. Hosted by two guys in California and Florida, it's LA Rams coast to coast. Hello, I'm Forrest Kelly, three and a half hours from the 50-yard line at SoFi Stadium in Southern California. And I'm Mark LZ Rams in Northeast Florida. This is Ram Forward, horns up coast to coast, and uh, we preview game number three between the Rams and uh, the Arizona Cardinals. It'll be uh, in Phoenix. You know, the Rams have played two games, and we really don't have any kind of feel of what the Rams are about as a, as a whole, other than injuries and inconsistencies. But before we get into all the specifics, Mark, you've got our trivia question. That's right. Today's trivia question is about the 1989 LA Rams. That was an exciting team with an explosive offense led by quarterback Jim Everett. We finished second in the NFC West behind the 49ers, then beat both the Eagles and Giants on the road in the playoffs to advance to the championship game, but lost to the 49ers at Candlestick Park. Question. We had a great pair of wide receivers that season, similar to Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt during the greatest show on turf years. Name them. Okay, we'll give you the trivia answer at the end of the podcast. Let's start things off with highlighting the defense. Okay, first, we'll talk about the personnel. Up front, we're fine. It'll be Aaron Donald, Greg Gaines, and Ashawn Robinson, as always. Bobby Wagner and Ernest Jones, an inside linebacker. Uh, Leonard Floyd and a platoon of Hollins and Lewis at the other outside linebacker. Scott and Rappel start at safety, and Fuller comes in when we're in the dime. We also signed edge rusher Tack McKinley and waived edge rusher Keir Thomas. So not much new here. However, the cornerback situation is a mess, with Troy Hill, Kobe Durant, and David Long all out. Expect Robert Rochelle to play outside opposite Ramsey and rookie Darian Kendrick to play in the slot. Newly acquired rookie Sean Jolly and rookie Russ Yeast serve as backup. So essentially, we have Ramsey and a bunch of guys with very little NFL experience. This could be an issue, and I expect to see a lot of free safety formation because of it. Perhaps forgotten man Terrell Burgess will get some snaps at cornerback. Continuing on with our cornerback theme, I want to talk about Jalen Ramsey. Even though he had the game-saving interception against the Falcons, the Jalen Ramsey situation is still not right. We know he wants to play more press coverage, but Morris prefers to play mostly zone. Arizona does not have a Pro Bowl wide receiver with their star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins out, so I expect us to play a similar scheme as we did in the Falcons game. Marquise Brown is their number one wide receiver right now, so if we do play man, I would expect Ramsey to be on him. On too many plays, Ramsey looks unsure of what he's doing. He doesn't seem to know if he has safety coverage deep or not. He often seems two steps behind the wide receiver, but I suspect that's partly because he's baiting the cornerback, not because he's lost a step. I'm hoping to see more consistent play from him. Considering who his fellow cornerbacks are, he is going to have to play a sound game all 60 minutes on Sunday for us to win. The Cardinals haven't done much on the ground with their top running back, James Conner, off to a slow start. I'm confident our defensive line and Wagner and Jones can contain them. If we can get set up a lot of third and longs, we should be able to get off the field a lot. Kyler Murray is always a problem because of his running ability. Our edge guys have to stay in their lanes to contain him. I expect to see some corner blitzes on third down passing situations. The best way to stop him is to pressure him up the middle. So I'm looking for Morris to move Aaron Donald all along the line and find the matchup he can best exploit and also throw in a few stunts on our pass rush. If we do an inside linebacker blitz, look for Bobby Wagner to be the blitzer and Ernest Jones to cover the middle of the field. With a depleted cornerback group, we must get a good pass rush on Murray. 
And uh, switching over to the offensive side of the ball, which has got its own list of injuries as well. Let's uh, let's hit that O-line and see if we can remember anybody who's playing. Well, the O-line, we're expected to have no boom at left tackle. David Edwards at left guard. Coleman Shelton, who did a good job last game at center. Alaric Jackson at right guard. And Rob Havenstein at right tackle. As I mentioned in the last podcast, McVay is playing essentially just 12 guys on offense. So we'll have Stafford at quarterback. Cup and Robinson as our top wide receivers. Higby at tight end. Muscaronic at that hybrid running back wide receiver spot and a platoon of Henderson and Akers at running back. I'd like to see some two tight end and four wide receiver sets, but I don't see it happening since we won last week uh, with the same scheme, so I expect McVay to have a similar plan this week. Bryson Hopkins has been suspended for three games for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. We signed journeyman guard Ode Abushi to the practice squad. We also signed former Rams uh, player running back Malcolm Brown to the practice squad and waived Trey Reagan. Tight end Kendall Blanton, waived earlier this year, has also rejoined the Rams. So the revolving door uh, continues to spin. Next, I want to talk about Matthew Stafford's elbow. There's been a lot of talk about his interceptions being caused by his elbow problem. Personally, I don't buy into that. We know he had elbow tendonitis. I know a lot about this because in January 2019, I tore my right elbow. It wasn't a big tear, so the orthopedist opted not to do surgery, but rather do Kenalog steroid injections to reduce inflammation, followed by PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma injection, two months apart to expedite the healing, and it worked for me. I believe Stafford had this protocol or something similar. It looks to me as though his elbow is fine. The ball has plenty of zip. He's still able to make those sidearm throws. Ball comes out quick. It's thrown on a line. I see nothing wrong with his arm. I think his interceptions this year have nothing to do with his elbow, but rather they are due to errant throws, miscommunications about the route the receivers are running, and just plain old poor decisions. So I think he can clean that up, but I really don't think that any, there's anything physically wrong with him. Van Jefferson is not expected back until game four. Thus, we continue to have no deep threat. Last year, we had both Deshaun Jackson and VJ as deep threats early. Then, of course, Jackson was jettisoned, but we still had VJ. It will be hard for Stafford and company to be successful throwing those 15 to 20 yard intermediary routes without anyone to force the safeties to play back. McVeigh will need to be creative in his play calling. Last point on offense, McVeigh has decided that wide receiver Chitarius Atwell isn't going to play. You know, he, he's, for some reason, I don't know why, he's been the forgotten man. So there's really no point in discussing him in a future podcast. If he isn't seeing the field now, then he almost certainly won't see the field when DJ returns. I don't know what McVeigh's plan is with him, but I'm going to focus on the guys who actually play rather than to continue to question why Atwell isn't playing. Yeah, were you glad to see that? Uh, I know that they didn't sign the running back that you wanted. Uh, who would you say, Latavius Murray? Latavius Murray, yeah, I've always liked him. They did sign uh, Malcolm Brown. Yeah, he's uh, a running back out of uh, Texas, and he spent, uh, I think, the first six years of his career with the Rams. Yeah, spent, so. yeah he was with the Rams for a while. I, he's okay. Yeah, and McVeigh was saying in the uh, press conference that uh, Malcolm Brown picks up blitz Pickups better than anybody, any running back he has ever had before. So he was, of course, uh, McVeigh does tend to uh, get a little hyperbolic when he's talking about new additions to players. Right, but we know that blocking blocking is a big deal to him. So perhaps Brown was running as much for his blocking as his running. Although with Skoranek playing that hybrid uh, fullback wide receiver position, they've got ample blocking in the backfield when he's in that formation. But it can't hurt to have Brown if he's got no first left when Kyron Williams comes back off the disabled list, then they can uh, release Brown if they want. So this may end up just being a short-term move. 
So game three, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. What is your summary of the situation? Well, injuries and suspensions have caused a lot of personnel changes for the Rams, especially in their secondary. Reminds me of the revolving door last year when COVID forced many roster changes over a several game period. You remember every day, a bunch of guys would go on the COVID list and another bunch of guys would come off. And this happened over a period of several uh, games. McVay did a great job holding the team together during that stretch and devising schemes that fit the player's strength. I think he's at his best in those situations, and I think we'll have a good schemes on both O&D and will play very well Sunday. With the defense in a weakened state, there's more pressure on Stafford and companies for a lot of points, and I think he'll respond with a turnover-free game. This may be wishful thinking, but as long as there are no special teams gaffes and Stafford brings his A game, I think we'll win. Prediction, Rams 34, Cardinals 31 in the shootout. All right, we opened up the show with the uh, trivia question. In 1989, the L.A. Rams, led by Jim Everett, had one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL, and we had a great pair of wide receivers that season, similar to Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt. Who were the receivers? The answer is Henry Ellard and Willie Flipper Anderson, who I think, I uh, I believe, uh, doesn't uh, Willie Flipper, doesn't he still hold the record for most yardage? I believe so. It was a game against the Saints, yeah. I recall, right around that time. I think he did. It was like, I'm, I'm not even, you know, I'm not sure the details. Let me see. <laughs> Get this. 300, <laughs> 336 yards on 15 receptions in, in 1989. 336 yards. Wow. Wow. This has been the Ram Forward Podcast. We ask that you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, And if you really like the show, feel free to write a review.